Richard Leslie discovers the indigenous food culture of Taiwan as she speaks with Chow Cheng, who owns walk and roll Taipei food tours on the island nation. Chow provides English-speaking culinary guides who lead visitors on an adventure through the local streets and the indigenous experiences that are growing the reputation of Taiwan as a culinary destination in Asia. Chow, you're an American living in Taipei. So how does that journey start? That's a great question. Um, well, first, I actually grew up in the U.S. I was born in Taiwan, but I immigrated to the U.S. when I was three. And I didn't come back until my kids were of school age. And part of that was I wanted them to have a more global background with an education focused in English and Chinese. And are you um, thrilled to be back home? I wasn't at first um, because I never actually lived in Taiwan in any of my recollection. I mean, I lived here until I was three, so I don't remember any of that. You know, for me, Taiwan was just a place you come back and you eat and have fun <laughs> kind of thing. So the first two years were a bit rocky just to try to figure out the lay of the land and actually to try to become more local. So that was an interesting journey and in trying to figure out, you know, all the little nuances that you don't really think about. I mean, just trying to find the dentist or how even the progress, you know, the process works of it. It, it was just a, it was a lot of a hit and run. <laughs> well, you must be local now because you started a food tour company and I love the name, Walk and Roll Food Tour. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, part of it was, you know, even my, my kids, I think, have a, a love of exploration and, you know, just trying to find new places, find a new food, you know, just find something new and something to explore. So for me, it was more when I came to Taiwan, I didn't want to feel like a stranger the whole time. I didn't want to always have to ask people, so where should I go eat? Where should I, you know, what should I do for this time? So what I did was I would actually pick out different neighborhoods in Taipei and slowly start to branch out that way. So I try something new every week. And then that's actually how I decided that, hey, this would be great to do a food tour as well, because I like trying the new foods. I like showing people. So whenever my friends came to Taiwan to visit, I had just so much fun just kind of showing them around. And I get really excited. So then they were the, actually the ones who suggested, you should do a food tour. Like, this is so much fun. I'm like, oh, Taiwan would be the perfect place for it. <laughs> and I love the name. Uh, what's the concept? What drove the name? Well, Taiwan is very, it's one, it's very public uh, transportation friendly. But on top of that, it's actually very walkable of a city. I mean, I've explored a lot of cities around the world, but I feel like Taipei is actually very suitable for people who don't want to rent a car, don't want to worry about the hassle of, you know, being stuck on a bus and actually being immersed in the culture. Um, so part of that was why I did walk and roll because, you know, you're kind of walking through this whole city, exploring all the taste, the sound, everything around you, the smell, interacting with your around, you know, surroundings with the people, and then enjoying the food at the same time. I think somebody can write a song. <laughs> I mean, I think it'll just be brilliant and hopefully they'll pay you royalties for it. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> wouldn't it? Now, you mentioned something really interesting. Uh, people can get to enjoy the culinary 
exploits and the sights and sounds there's so much of history in the city and i'm thinking about dynastic history here take us through some of that yeah i mean i think that is you know when you mentioned that question i i think is such a great question to reflect on and to actually think about the different cuisines in the history of taiwan because i think the taiwan history is very different than many other countries and you know there's a lot of controversy going on with the history of Taiwan. But then with the food in itself, you see that since the time I was a child from the time now, the food has changed significantly. So as a child, I think it was more um, PROC focused. So it was more from the mainland where they had a lot of shark fin soup, Peking duck, you know, they, they would actually Szechuan tofu, you know, they would actually have the names of the city from China. But then now, you know, and then shortly after there's the Japanese occupation. So then, you know, for breakfast in Taiwan, they would have kanji as well. They'd have the pickled vegetables and the doriakis and the moji balls and things. So you see the influence of the Japanese occupation as well. But now in the past decade, probably starting in the late 90s, I feel like Taiwan has develop its own identity and that they've created and had this own ownership of wanting to become their own. So because of it, there's more of a focus on Taiwanese cuisine. So there's a lot of restaurants, a lot of dives that focus on Taiwanese food and specifically things that are, you know, or originated in Taiwan. So, you know, there's the oyster omelet, there's the beef noodle soup, stinky tofu that everybody knows around the world, bubble tea, of course. So there's so many of this. Um, So, you know, street food and food in general in Taiwan, there's just such a diversity of it that you can go through probably months and not eat the same food every day. Even if you eat out every single day, there's so much choices. But in the past maybe three years or so, I'm starting to notice a pop-up of even more old school flavors, as they would call it. So it's called Gu Zao Wei, um, where it's really focused on traditional Taiwanese foods, like foods my, I remember my grandmother making in the kitchen. Um, but it's starting to pop up where these little mom and pop dives are popping up with Hakka food, with indigenous food. Um, So it's kind of nice in that they're starting to develop the roots of these food. And when I say roots, I mean traditionally spawned in Taiwan and not influenced by other countries. Now, mind you, there's also the fusion of the food. So now they're trying to combine all these different foods. And Taiwan has a great selection of international cuisines as well. So then now a lot of them, you know, these chefs are trying to combine the different palates and make it into something new and make it something more local. Chow, tell me about stinky tofu, because that's <laughs> not something Australians hear too much about all the time. A very interesting name too. Yes. So stinky tofu is actually a fermented tofu. And it was, I think a lot of foreigners and you know tourists that come here, it, it becomes like the must-try food in Taiwan of you know, oh, you have to try the stinky tofu as a very distinct smell that you either love it or you hate it. For me, I love it. But even I think even the first time as a child when I had it coming back, I was shocked by the smell. I still remember the first time I smelled it in my market. I was just like, 
you really expect me to eat this? But then if you can get past the smell, it just becomes this amazing dish that has a combination of sweet and salty and savory, and it's crispy and hot that it's actually, and it's soft on the inside, but crunchy on the outside with a nice, you know, dipping sauce on top. And it comes with a side of kimchi, Taiwanese kimchi as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's definitely something to give a try, I think. To uh, explore, I think. <laughs> to explore, yes. All right, so if I come to see you in Taipei for 24 hours, what do you recommend? Uh, there's so much. First, I would say you must be insane if you're only going to be here for 24 hours <laughs> because there's too much to see, too much to eat. Um, but if it is, you know, a layover 24 hours, I would say, okay, so the run of the land, you know, a quick dive into Taiwan food would we'll probably go to the Dongsan area and have some traditional Taiwanese breakfast. So if you go into a breakfast shop, the menu is so large. You can get anything from turnip cakes to soup dumplings to egg wraps, salted, you know, soy milk, everything you could possibly want, whether it's Western food, Asian food, a combination of both, you can get it and at a cheap price. Um, so that that's the first thing you would start off with. Then I would recommend going to the Ximen area and get a bowl of beef noodle soup. Um, for me, I have the my fondest memory was actually I remember my dad taking me to this local dive. It was a beef noodle shop. And I didn't know the name because there, there was no name to the shop. Um, but it was amazing. And it was in this like hole in the wall off beaten path street. So when I was in college, I wanted to find the place again. But of course, you know, I didn't know how to Google Maps. So when there's no street, there's no name for the restaurant. So I actually went to a police officer and I asked them, um, which is funny, because how do you ask somebody, hey, where's a beef noodle shop? And I don't even know the name. <laughs> but surprisingly, he knew. <laughs> and not only did he know, but he actually took me to the location. So I think that gives you a lot of background of Taiwanese people. They're very willing to help. They're very, you know, they're great for tourists, honestly, because if anybody doesn't speak the language or just needs assistance or just looking for a little bit of warmth, Taiwanese people are really quick to help and to be there when you need them. So then this, yes, go ahead. They are hospitable. Yes, very much so. Like, I I would almost say kind of over the top. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. But um, so then, yeah, so the police officer uh, walked me to this beef noodle shop. And once again, you know, 10, 15 years later, it's still just as packed as I had remembered it. And it's because of the flavors, right? Because you go generations to restaurants and the flavors remain authentic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these vendors, what they end up doing is they try to perfect, like they maybe only sell one or two dishes, you know, no more than five dishes on their menu, but then they perfect that item. They perfect their recipe, they pass it down from generation to generation, and they view it as, you know, because sometimes I always wonder from the Western perspective, why don't you want more? Why don't you just try to expand your menu or, you know, get more customers or do something else where you can make more money? But with them, I think they're just happy making their customers happy. So then for them, as long as they are getting people in the door and there's a revolving door of 
you know, generation after generation of people coming to eat at their restaurant, that is, you know, they're content. That that is, they've done their job. So I think that's what makes the dish so warm in Taiwan is if you go to a lot of these local dives, you kind of get the story. It's not just the food and it's not the history of the food, but it's actually the history and story of the local people and of that owner. And I think that's the beauty of it. Oh, absolutely. All right. You've got a lot of exciting things coming up through your food tours. Tell us about it. Yes, the food tour. So my next one that I'm expanding to is actually a indigenous tour. Um, on the indigenous tour, we actually want to explore more of indigenous culture as well as the food that they eat. Because recently I have met a indigenous hunter and he's... Um, generously let me into their lives and, you know, taught me a lot about their culture, a lot about their food. And I'm just so amazed at how Taiwan can have so many different variations of food, but yet be able to have even more. It's like a deeper scratch of the surface. Um, And it's kind of going back to foraging and the natural and the more authentic of where food comes comes from, the origins of where food comes from. So their food is very fresh and it's more based, less about the spices, but more about the the actual ingredients that they use and being able to forge, being able to get it from the land. So that's actually what our my next focus is on. So when you say indigenous Taiwanese, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Australians so, immediately think, okay, we've got uh, indigenous people in Australia. We, we know of American natives and Canadian natives. Didn't quite, I haven't really heard about natives in Taiwan. Talk me through their history. Yeah. Um, so before there were people from China, from mainland China coming over to Taiwan and settled here, um, the origins, you know, there were indigenous populations in Taiwan. And there's over 20 plus indigenous cultures or tribes here in Taiwan. So the government does a really good job in trying to educate the local population. And when I say local, I mean non-indigenous tribes, um, as well as the indigenous tribes to preserve their culture, preserve their food and educate everybody about it. So one thing that the indigenous people here is, depending on which tribe they're from, they might be from the mountains or they might be live closer to the lakes or the waters or the rivers. Um, they all have their own specialty that is slightly different. And yes, you know, Australia has a large indigenous population. So I think it's a little similar in that you know they live off the land and they make use of their resources around them. So I think it shares a lot of ties of that, um, but they because it's they use their local lands. The food is slightly different. They use a lot of boar meat, wild boar meat here in Taiwan. They eat a lot of wild forage vegetables in the you know in the mountains. I just learned about cinnamon. I didn't know there was wild cinnamon in Taiwan. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So, you know, they use wild cinnamon. They use something called a Macau seed. And it is apparently only grown in the mountains of Taiwan, in the high mountains of Taiwan. So then they use a lot of local herbs that I've never known about that existed. So it's been really interesting in trying these dishes as well as learning more about it. 
Richard Leslie there speaking with Chow Cheng, owner of Walk and Roll Taipei Food Tours.